It's the Offix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Offix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving and shocking. Hello, Uplanders, to another episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How we doing this evening, brother? Good, but you sound like you're deep-throating your microphone. What the hell is happening? Uh, I have no idea. I was doing a lot of yard work over the last couple of days, and my sinuses have just kind of clogged up. And you became a robot? Um, there's something with your speakers because everybody, every time you accuse me of having messed up audio or sounding like a robot, everybody says it's just fine. So it has to be something with, uh, with the feed. Well, I mean, it could be zoom, right? Cause like you're recording probably the original audio and then it's being translated over zoom. Cause I feel like if we pulled our zoom audience, they would be like, yeah, you, you sounded like you were garling bar- ball bearings. Like, but all bearings yeah like see yeah stirs and spider-man both agree but it's fine like it's cool because the recording should be fine but the poor bastards who you know (laughs) did the courtesy of showing up live you know get some nonsense that you just like pipe through your zoom meeting ah gotcha okay yeah well well that makes sense (laughs) bacon even bacon it was usually a very nice it's like it was rough yeah it was it was rough man it was a has to be the Zoom. Has oh, man. Spider-Man had AirPods in, too. You know his poor little ears are bleeding. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Sorry there, Spidey. <laughs> <laughs> but, but welcome, First world problems, indeed. <laughs> welcome to episode 93, which is being recorded <laughs> on September 93, September 9th, 2021. And thank you to everybody that uh, did tune in to the Upland Fantasy Football Draft. That was a good time. Uh, it was fun and Probably about a quarter of the way through, Thank Me Later joined us and just Franklin bombed the hell out of the show. So it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I can't vouch for the first part of the show because I wasn't there. But once I joined, it was bangers and mash, guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, guaranteed bangers and mash. Like I, was, I mean, if there was no Franklin bombs dropped before I got there, what the hell were you guys even talking about? Huh. It was kind of decent about what was going on in the draft and players, and then you got there and just sidecarded the whole thing. So, well, that was probably good though, because like if at first you're drafting all like the good people, so there's probably a lot more strategy and like you know who your first picks are and all the intro and all the boring actual sports stuff. And then by the time you get to me and it's like pick ten, you know people are just like doing nonsense. Yeah, it was definitely interesting listening to you make your player selections. Dude, whatever, C. Davis is going to carry my team. <laughs> there is some possibility to that, so I, so I can't hate you Wait, too much. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I literally just picked that as a joke. <laughs> there, is some, uh, there is some potential there with Corey Davis. He was a free agent signing from Tennessee. Wait, that's who C. Davis is? Yeah. Is Corey Davis? Right. And that still means nothing to you. No, it means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it was Corey Feldman, I'd be excited. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. I, I was, 
Yeah, well, just and before we get into that, I might as well get the disclaimer out of the way (laughs) that the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are solely those of myself, thank me later, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Upland Me Inc. We are not employed by or this week provided insider information from the Upland. For this week, (laughs) what kind of janky? (laughs) This week, we weren't provided insider information. Stay tuned next week to see if that changes. (laughs) Last week, we were. All discussions about properties to buy and sell, not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And if thank me later hurts your feelings, that means he wants to be your friend. Oh, let me tickle you in. No. All right. Anyway, moving on. Why you always want to tickle people? Maybe I got a tickle fetish. Don't you fetish shame me, damn it. Well, if that's your only fetish, we're doing pretty good tonight. Ha! <laughs> Hi-oh. Still early, my friend. Still early. Hmm. But we do have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we have the Upland Legits that were announced. And as, as many people kept telling me it was the NFL and I had to tell them so sadly it was not the NFL it turned out to be the Players Association everybody's like ah tricky tricky um but yeah so we'll talk about the legits and it being the Players Association not the NFL we have the two cities at one time release that we've been pushing for months on and now that's happening on Friday September 10th so some of you are listening as the release is happening we'll talk about the cities the collections and what we think on those yeah dual cities dual cities and then uh more train terminals and airports release some interesting things there and we'll, we'll give you some facts on the cities and of course we'll give you the uh dap radar numbers and see what thank me later wants to go on a tangent tonight yeah i mean if i had a million upbacks you know what i would do sell it two, two cities at one time <laughs> nice and if you slide into my dms and tell me what movie that is a parody quote from? I will give you, uh, I don't know, 100,000 upbacks? Sure. For the first, what, 10? No, no, no. I'll, I'll do a draw. So you got you send it to me, and then next week we'll do a drawing. Okay. So anyone who knows, who, can, who knows, and all the people who are listening live, who are in the, in the audience who heard us talking about it pre-show, Feel free to uh, send me that DM because you know the answer and uh, you're auto entered. So, but yeah, um, yeah. No, it's funny that you say sell it because um, we were talking. I have been. That's been kind of my current uh, gameplay. I make. I have about a uh, you know a revenue stream about a million up X a month now. I'm pretty happy with it. I have you know the collections and things that I want um, as a solid base, and I have been quite happily selling off uh, my UPEX really as I get it. Um, I haven't been minting. I probably, well, I mean, are we jumping into the cities or what what do you want to do? Hold on. We'll we'll make your giveaway even better. We can can grab the the exact script and I'll read the first person and you can read the second person and we'll just change dollars to UPEX and you know what to change. So what would... What would you do if you had a million upex? I'll tell you what what I'd do, man. Two cities at the same time, man. That's it. If you had a million upex, you would do two cities at the same time. Damn straight. 
I always wanted to do that, man. And I think if I had a million Upex, I could hook that up. Because cities dig a dude with money. Well, not all cities. Well, the kind of cities that double up on a dude like me do. Good point. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two cities at the same time? Well, yeah. Uh, Nothing. Nothing? Huh? I'd relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. (laughs) Well, you don't need a million upbeaks to do nothing, man. Just take a look at my cousin. He broke. Don't do shit. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, That was pretty awesome. That worked out well. Yeah, so if you can tell us what parody movie that's from, uh, we'll do a 100,000 UpX drawing on the next podcast. Dude, we should definitely do more, like, movie parody, like, just get, like, really funny, like, movies, and then, like, movie quotes and convert them into Upland. I like Like a Mad Libs, like Mad Libs style. Because, honestly, like, I, I didn't know what that script was. I was just, like, reading it and then converting it. Yeah. So... Mad Lib style scripts. That's fun. It's been a while since I watched that movie, but I was like, I got to find this. And I know they have the little, I know they have the little, <laughs> little mini scenes like that out it's, there. That's the most prepared you've been for anything in like all year. <laughs> like you Bro, had that ready. Dude, that was pretty good. That was straight ad lib as we were talking. I'm like, I got to find it. Got to find it. <laughs> Shit. But you don't have the DAP numbers ready that quick. Jeez. I do. Well, look, I'll share screens. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I always have that. That's the first thing I, after I bring up the Zoom meeting, that's the first thing I bring up is the DAP radar. So, DAP. DAP that is. Yes. Mobox NFT Farmer. Yeah, there's some interesting new games popping up. Loot Craft, Man. Crypto Bay. Oh, man. BSC looks like it's on fire. Yeah. Remind me again, that's... uh, Is that Binance? Mm -mm. What's BSC? I always draw a blank when you ask that. Stirs knows. What is it, Stirs? Stirs, enlighten (laughs) us. What What is BSC? So over over the last seven Binance Smart Chain Spider Man with the save. Ooh, thank you, Spider Man. Binance Smart Chain, man, I gotta check that out. Like, I mean, that's they got some big names up there now. Like, I mean, I don't know anything about uh, BSC, but I mean, they're sustaining some pretty big numbers. Um, yeah, interesting. Seven days, Splinter. I want to know what happened with Splinterlands. I brought them back from the dead that all of a sudden they have over 250,000 people interacting with their wallets each week. There was some really big update, and I know it went horribly wrong because there was a bunch of upset people on Twitter about it, Uh, but I think they finally got it all worked out. I think there was just some really big updates to the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Jelly Squish always makes me think of that... uh, grapefruit gift that you sent out that one time with the finger what <laughs> you sent that gift out it, it was that grapefruit and oh yeah. the grapefruit, yeah, the yeah. grapefruit. Oh, but that's what jelly that's what jelly wow. squish makes me think wow of. i mean now i can't not 
<laughs> think about that when I see Jelly Squish. So thanks. Thanks for that, buddy. You're you're welcome. But Alien Worlds, how oh, they're slipping only four hundred thousand users over the last seven days. Splinter Land. I mean, that's a that's a drop of forty percent. Like right. that's a forty percent loss in base. Crypto Blades, well, go to the 30-day. I hate seven days. Seven days so finicky sometimes, okay. though. First, you hated 24 hours, so you were asking to start at seven I days. Always, so. I always stick to the 30-day. I feel like 30-day is like a true, like anybody can have an off week. Like it's the holidays. Maybe people didn't log in over, you know, Labor Day weekend. Like, yeah. So, uh, so Alien Worlds is at 965,000 over the 30 days. Yeah, see, I mean, they don't lose there. It's interesting to see, like, Crypto Blades, though, lost 30%. Like, they had a, they spiked, and it seems like they're going down. But they're on that BSC, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? See, now, I would try and get into Kaju World, currently with four users, and a volume <laughs> of three cents. You, you like, I bet we could, we, could go, we could go ball out on that game. If you knew what to do in that game, I mean, ball out. That's all I do. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe Hashtag ball out. What do you want me to do? Create a game called Ball Out. Oh, there you go. Dude, I would love, I need to get, if you listen to this and you know smart contracts, man, because I had, I had this idea and I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I should share it publicly because it's no. a pretty sweet ass idea. Don't. Just no? contact us. Okay, if you know, like, blockchain, like, codes and coding NFTs, dude, I got I got a couple banging ideas. It just better not be another animal that's going to be on the ETH chain that we can just be bored of and watch the ETH boys just spend money back and forth on each other. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want an ETH chain jerk off. See, the thing is, it's gotta it's gotta have functionality. Like I don't know. The the current market the way it is in um you know the NFT space, whether it's ETH, whether it's wax, it's kind of a, a disappointing thing. And you know what? I honestly um blame in both a good and a bad way, um top shots because TM Jesus. Thank you. He didn't do uh, anything. Oh, he was unmuted. He's rustling around. I could hear oh. his I could hear his face. <laughs> I knew immediately when I heard the rustling, I was like, that is the face of TM. I could hear it in the mic. <laughs> anyway, so the current the, the current state of kind of NFT projects in general is this whole I want to get rich mentality. Um, and I think we talked about it. I don't know if it was part of the actual um, draft. Um, I don't know if it was part of that draft recording or not, if it might have been afterwards. But it is, it's really disappointing to see how many people will join a project and if they can't immediately make 5 to 10x, they're like, buy. Like, that's all they want is they just want to make quick money. They're not really interested in the project. They're just interested in flipping and making money. And to me, that is a really, like, bad place and creates an economy where people are just trying to pump out things to make money. And you have projects like uh, our boys at uh, uh, Metaverse 
who create some amazing content. Like you mean metaphors? Really cool. Metaphors. What did I say? Metaverse. Oh, sorry, sorry. Metaphors. You know, these comics are absolutely quality. Like, you know, there is a lot of heart put into these, you know, story designs and the character designs and all this. And it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, well, I just can't make money off of it right now, so I'm not as interested. And, yes, there's obviously fans um, who will buy and collect. But the problem is there's not a lot of functionality with these NFTs. So people just look at it to make money. And, honestly, that really changed with Top Shots, like Top Shots coming out and becoming like people getting stupid rich off of Top Shots. Now that's kind of the expectation. And I think a lot of the newer people, to, excuse me, to this. Well, people got more rich off are of Are kind of expecting to get top. Like they're just looking for the next Top Shot. Yeah. I mean, they got rich off of uh, CryptoPunks too. So, I mean, that, that's. CryptoPunks is another great example. Yeah. That that's even I think they've passed the uh um volume of top shot overall. But keep in mind, I mean that's a pretty narrow group um with like a pretty like top shots was the first spot where like normal people and I'll say normal people, like people like me and you, like and I'll I'll be more myself because you you have your finger in all kinds of little pies, but like the first time, like, an average person who didn't know much about the space could really make some money. And, like, it's been, like, that attracted a lot of people to the space who are just looking to get quick. What they don't realize is that, like, we bought that shit back in August. Like, June. and it was worth nothing. <laughs> June 27th, <laughs> like, we got into Top Shot. Do what? I said June 27th, we got into Top Shot. Oh, June. even Like, June. It didn't take off until, like, that was June of 2020. January of 2021, and then the real big spike was February 2021. Yeah, so it took, like, six or seven months before it did anything. People won't wait six or seven hours. Like, it's crazy. Like, and the thing was, I mean, I don't know. I bought Top Shot just because somebody told me to. Like, I didn't necessarily overly believe in the project, more or less, but, like, damn. Oh, what's this? This is cool. Yeah. So this is looking at all-time volume here on Crypto Slam, and I was actually impressed to see Axie Infinity uh, pass CryptoPunks in overall sale. And that's what you like to see. So Axie Infinity has 530,000 buyers versus CryptoPunks 4,334 buyers. Um, yeah. And see, that's, those are the numbers that are interesting to me because when you talk about like number of buyers, like top shots has 340,000 buyers, right? Now, again, Axie Infinity is, is pretty awesome in its own right. Obviously it's doing some cool stuff. Um, so I, I definitely like to see that, but yeah. So, I mean, crypto punks, all these things that are like sub 10,000 buyers, like to me, like that's where I just go. A lot of these are circle jerks, like Meat Bits, uh, you know, Mutant Ape, all these yacht club things. To me, no offense if you're a holder of these, it's a lot of circle jerks. It's a lot of the same people moving the same money around, jerking each other off on these NFT projects. Like it's not fresh blood. You're not getting new wallets. Projects like Axie Infinity, NBA Top Shots, 
that are hundreds of thousands of buyers and owners, they're changing the game. Like that's to me, what's those are the exciting projects. But Hey, if you're an owner of one of these things and you can make a bunch of money, good on you. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm looking for the mass market appeal. Right. Like, and Axie is about to hit 2 billion in total sales. CryptoPunks is at 1.2 billion. Um, 1.2 billion. Yeah. We're, That's crazy. Yeah. So there were, yeah, just interesting in itself. Yeah. And I mean, you think about, well, I mean, I guess, oh, do I got, where's my handy dandy calculator? I usually have a, I'm old school. My girl made fun of me the other day. I mean, it's been a while now, but we were at the store and there was uh, an old school Casio calculator. I was like, you know what? It was on like clearance. I was like, I need a handheld calculator. She's like, what the hell? You have calculator on your phone, your thing. I was like, you don't understand. Like sometimes it's just easier to have a dedicated piece of machinery. I do a lot of calculating. I do a lot of divided by .0144. Like (laughs) I need a dedicated calculator that I can just quickly like type up without having to like change apps, whatever. So like it's interesting. So does that mean that if I take one – uh, we'll just do 100, uh, 1.246 billion. Um, let's see. I don't think I need three more zeros. Jesus. And divide that by 4,300, whatever these people that each one of them on average, yeah, I guess so is on average $287,000 into uh, this project. Now the floor right now is 300,000 on the crypto punk. So. So I mean that moved, that that tracks then like yeah, absolutely that, because because yeah I mean you'd have some that bought lower than that obviously and some that bought more wow so like that's crazy but I mean so then your your average Axie Infinity um, player or buyer let's see what they're sitting at uh, so if we divide that by the five hundred thirty thousand buyers so while you're doing your math look at yeah. look at the ad at the top of the screen so tops went to the avalanche blockchain they i don't know what fell out between tops and wax but i'm very disappointed with what was put out on wax now from tops look at the artwork on these cards that they released tops inception and it's on the avalanche blockchain Damn, that's what you would expect from a Tops NFT. Absolutely. Like, that looks like the cards that, as a kid, we would collect, and, like, you open a pack, and it's like, holy shit, you got something special. You felt like you were part of something special if you had one of these cards. Right. That looks fucking cool. Also, um, $3,500. bucks. So, on average, they're spending, like, 3500 bucks, which is interesting. So, okay. With all the stuff we do have to talk about as much as I want to dive into those other projects, we do have, uh, all the other things going on. So we do have, uh, two cities at one time, Kansas two cities at one time. Now I am sad, you know, for the two cities at one time release, I was really hoping that they would have got creative and went with the twin cities and, <laughs> and released the twin cities. So what's better than two cities in one sure. time? Twins. Twins. That <laughs> twins. is the dream. I'm married to a twin. No comment. Awkward. We're moving on. <laughs> 
But yeah, it would have been awesome if they released St. Paul and uh, Minneapolis as the Twin Cities for the first two city at one time release. But right now we're doing Kansas City and East Rutherford. A lot of interesting things going on with the release. Um, and this will lead into the legits that we'll talk about here shortly with the with the big news. Um, but they had the the train and the airports released this morning. And another one's coming up here in a couple of minutes, and I still have like six hours before I can buy. So I, I like the queue system that they went to, um, mm-hmm. even though I haven't been able to get anything yet since they went to the queue system. Right. But here's my one gripe, because I always have to have gripes. Uh, you have to buy the UPEX for the train station or the airport terminal, even though I have the appropriate amount of UPEX sitting there, I can't use the UPEX. I have to fiat in again if I was actually in line to buy one of the two. Yeah, that's a bit weird. What else, can I, can I, what if I have fiat in my account? Can I buy with the fiat on my account? That I don't know because you got to go to the OPEX store and it just says that, hey, you know, you'll be able to, you know, this purchase right here gives you the amount that you need to mint it. And then uh, the property will be reserved for the person that uh, makes us. Well, wait, can I, can I use my balance at the OPEX to buy OPEX at the OPEX store? Like it just in general? Yeah, I don't. I've, I've never tried to cross tie my Tilla with, uh, with the OPEX store. Yeah, I haven't either. And you know what? The other thing, if we're if we're gonna air grievances on it, you know what? I had I recently had some some good fiat sales, and I was like, cool. Let me take out half of this, and then I'll because you can buy other like properties. So if somebody's selling a property for fiat, you can use your balance to buy it, which I think is cool because then you don't have to. Cause, yeah, because I mean that saves you the the fees of transferring it out and, and stuff like that. So benefit of keeping the money in but when you do the little cash out thing it just takes all your money like it doesn't tell me like i was like oh yeah i want to like just take out uh, a thousand it's like here's all your money i'm like that's cool but i kind of wanted to save some <laughs> oh so, really you can't just yeah. say you don't okay. get to pick how much it's it's all or nothing well now i there is a caveat where like if you have more than ten thousand, it will only let you do ten thousand at a time right um uh, which is whatever but, like, I don't want to necessarily take out my five. I just want to leave, you know, I want to take two out and leave three in or whatever I want to do. You can't, like, so that would be my only thing. And then, yeah, I, I agree. I would prefer to don't have to do it. But, honestly, like, I'd be so happy to get into one of those queues. I don't really care. And, and here's what's missing, too, is, you know, still Upland is a game. It's a game. It's a virtual property trading game. It's the metaverse so on and so forth but we used to have competitions to win a terminal in a new city and it's just kind of dried up and disappeared yeah that's true it's been a while since there was like well because i guess it's a little bit different is because you needed that initial um the initial one to be given out so that way other people could mint right so i mean there was a solution to that problem but now they've removed that problem by just selling all of them. Which, by the way, 
I think is probably a more fair and equitable way to distribute such um, valuable properties now um, for to some degree. Like, yeah. but, but I, I, I mean, I, I'd expect you to be on board, especially with your gaming background and as much as you like gaming, like, yeah, give us that competition. Give us that game to play to, to, you know, earn that terminal or, or win that terminal, be at the train station or the airport. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't think everything needs to be a competition. I mean, I think that there are things. Again, the way it is is kind of the industry standard now for NFTs. So, I mean, if we look at it as a you know an NFT metaverse, I mean that is standard operating procedure for um, NFT drops like that. I like. Um, I think the gamification comes in vanilla city releases and or just any city releases in general. Um, so kind of the strategizing and uh, doing it there. I'm okay if they reserve um, the the bigger things because honestly, like it's really like it's really hard if you're new to even have a chance at getting a train terminal or a plane terminal or anything because you're going to be competing against a lot of people. You have the whole things of time zones and speeds and things like that. And when you're talking about something that is 10x as valuable as what you're going to buy it for, like. I'm okay with them doing a more, you know, consistent output to just say, hey, look, everyone sign up. We give you the cue. You go. Like, that's, in my opinion, for for a limited, obviously, they did that for everything. It would suck. But, like, for certain things. Like, um, like one city do a train station, next city do do an airport terminal. I mean, just have a little fun for it, you know, make it random. But make it challenging too. You just don't make it so you have a hundred thousand people entered and do a giveaway for it, and that's life changing. Earning one of those, you know, I know Sturs when he won the first San Francisco terminal, he's like, "Wow, you know, this is amazing. I'm legit. I'm a baller now." You know. Yeah. No. I mean, I guess for that perspective, I mean, and I, I mean, they still run competitions for. You know the the ultra rares and stuff like that, right? Like, yeah. you know, so you still get competitions for that. Uh, terminals seem more utilitarian now to me. So, you know, it's not really a collection. Um, they are more business oriented. So it's they they feel to me different. And so if they segregate, if they're segregating, hey, all of these transportation things, like that's the expectation we have. Um, URs have been giveaways lately. I is the giveaway the same thing as a contest? Like, would that be considered like yeah. a competition you, giveaway you kind of same thing? Yeah. So, like, I go if that's how like because keep in mind, I mean, you know, the metaverse of Upland is still forming. I like set rules. So, me as a gamer, I like rules that are consistent that I can, you know, I like writing strategy guides and things like that. And it's very hard to do with Upland. I mean, I've I've spent countless hours doing it for these other idle games and stuff because they have hard and fast rules. So, for instance, if you were to tell me in the Upland metaverse, all transportation, major transportation hubs being trains, planes, etc., are done through this queue auction system, all ultra rares for all cities are done through giveaways, etc., like, then at least I can, like, 
wrap my head around that, write a user guide to say, hey, these are the rules. This is, if you want this, these are the things you need to look for. If you want this, this is how you're, you know, expect to have to do this to get it. And right now, I don't think Upland has that mapped out. It's the same thing with the cities, right? We saw that. Like, I was really excited about having three tiers of cities, tier one, tier two, tier three. They had their, you know, essentially their value proposition. They had their mix of FSA, non-FSA. They had, you know, some set other principles, you know, what you could do for travel costs, things like that. Now they're coming out with, like, 3.5, 2.5, 1.5, all these, like, miscellaneous, like, Okay, if you haven't designed the city thing, like don't don't like tell me that they're just set and then keep changing it up. Just keep it fluid, but then just know like you can't it's really hard to manage expectations when you change the rules every time you release something. Like at some point it feels like it needs to be more solidified. And speaking of that, that that Kansas City is gonna be a tier two city, so it's a fifty percent FSA, but yeah. it's the first tier two with an airport. Yeah, and, like, that's the other thing. It's, like, I liked, you know, all the tier ones while I have airports, all the tier, like, but, again, that doesn't necessarily convert to making a scalable game and you're going to have to compromise somewhere, et cetera, et cetera. So I just go, ah, okay. And the interesting thing, too, is you can only fly into Kansas City from Chicago and New York. You can't fly from the Genesis City to Kansas City. Oh, really? Yeah. You either got to go from the Genesis city to Chicago or New York, and then you can fly to Kansas city. So, it, I mean, it's kind of like the airlines, I guess, because you always have to fly past your destination to your connecting hub to go back to your destination. So I guess it makes sense in the real world. Yeah. I mean, I get that. And I appreciate like the attention to potentially realistic flight travel. However, as a gamer and, you know, a, a, a big Genesis City holder, that is kind of frustrating. And, in fact, I am actually a little annoyed at that because my character, my my uh, avatar is currently floating in San Francisco because I was going to head over, uh, you know, just hang out in Kansas City at least. But now, like, that's kind of annoying that I got to go to a second city to get to there, like... I didn't know that. <laughs> like, that's kind of annoying. I'm glad you told me now because I definitely would have been hella annoyed when I go to the airport and be like, uh, excuse me? What do you mean I can't fly to Kansas City? I'd be on a no-fly list very quickly. Yeah, and... Yeah, I, I, I'm with Sirs. The Genesis Airport should fly everywhere. <laughs> like, full stop. Like, if you have an airport, it should connect to the Genesis City. That's just how it should be. Like, I can appreciate, again, the realism aspect, but there's also a gamification. And, like, honestly, they need to be showing San Francisco a little bit more love than they've been showing lately. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just trying to hopefully disprove something in the real world, but there is no direct flight from San Francisco to Kansas city, but there are stops in Denver and LAX and you can fly from uh, San Francisco to Kansas city for $128 with a stop in Denver. Yeah, but I can guarantee you this. I can, I can charter a private plane. That I too. guarantee I can charter a private plane. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. So charge me a little bit extra, like, but make it available to fly from San Francisco. Like, that's fine. Yeah, because I, I don't under, 
That's what I'm not understanding. So we talked about having the hubs, you know, uh, San Francisco was the West Coast hub. New York was the East Coast hub. But Kansas City's Midwest. So why do you have to go East to go to the Midwest? I, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. And there was no explanation of why it was that way. Yeah. Or you can take the train from Chicago if you want. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily like that, but I don't think it's the final form of travel yet. So no, we'll see. There'll be multiple forms of travel. And so it's just interesting as they're working those mechanics out. But I should For be sure. able to fly from San Francisco to whatever city there has an airport. I yeah, at least domestically, a hundred percent domestically. I go San Francisco should connect to every airport in the U.S. Like full stop. Like that. There's just no reason for it not to. As the Genesis City, that should just be one of the perks of the Genesis City. Is that any city that has a, an airport in the U.S. should connect to it. Also, its international terminal should connect to every international terminal. Like, if, if they put three terminals in Japan or, or China or something and there's one international, like, it should connect to all international terminals. Like, that's just how it should be. Absolutely. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I definitely don't like that. <laughs> no. That's just a lot of a lot of travel going on. And now that that leads you to um where do you go? There's so you got East Rutherford, New Jersey, and you have Kansas City, Missouri. So if you if you look at it from the perspective, you know, Santa Clara was the highest uh, cost per property and that's the way it's reflected in the real world so you could look at East Rutherford New Jersey that way because it's just over $550,000 for the median home cost out there and Kansas City is uh, just under 200,000 now Rutherford it's going to be small and it's going to be smaller than Santa Clara and Kansas City is going to be huge like Chicago. You know, they have over 200 neighborhoods, just like Chicago had a lot of neighborhoods. Upland will probably cut it down um, under that 200 neighborhoods. But there's going to be a lot of fierce competition. You know, you're probably looking around 15,000 to 20,000 properties in Rutherford, New Jersey which you have all the money in New Jersey once the Jits get big and they know the NFLPA is associated with Upland and people start looking to buy their places in New Jersey. What's the secondary market sale? What's your fiat market sale there? Are are you going to compete on the, and it's only 30% FSA. There's not as much cool stuff, but. Yeah. No, I mean it's that's a it's a very valid point because I mean what does that put Rutherford at like essentially a tier one city? Yeah, they didn't even give it a classification, and they only have train terminals to get there. Um, 
because it, it, they even said in their article about it is there will inevitably be new types of cities that do not fit our current definition of starter mid-tier and higher tier cities. As such, Rutherford will be among the first small cities that find their way into the metaverse due to the low volume of available properties. Roughly 30% of properties in Rutherford will be priced under the FSA. Like Kansas City, Rutherford will be a standard release, which means the collections will be revealed at launch. And the collections are only... uh, three uh, exclusive collections, you know, other than your city pro and then your, your newbie slash uh, city starter. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, like I, I would say, I mean, it's fine. Just classify it. Like this is what I don't like because it doesn't, it feels, it feels too unplanned to me as someone who like, I like to have things very neatly organized and classified. Like, give me a classification and set the standard. Because now I don't really know, like, is it just one-off, like a weird thing that you tried to cram in to meet this other launch? Like, I would like to think that, you you know, the team has thought about this to some degree and gone, actually, we have these new, and they're called, you know, these specialty cities, and it's going... um, (laughs) It's, I'm sorry, TM, you got me. TM got me on that one. I should not be reading chat while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> I don't entirely know what that is. It's a, TML is the pregnant Helen Mirren of Upland. I don't know what that is, but that sounds hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I go, give me some reassurance that you've thought about this long term, that you have a plan to introduce a new city type. It's cool. Have a new city type and call it specialty city and go, you know, it's going to be 30% FSA. They're going to be significantly smaller. These are going to be based around, you know, big ticket, you know, big iconic places. It's going to have limited collection releases. Like, give me um, a set of parameters that I can feel comfortable with knowing, okay, this is a new city type and not just some random thing that you pumped out because you needed it to fit a narrative. Like I need to feel like there's a game plan. Yeah. And that's the other part of it because I said cities look forward to. So we have the two cities at one time going on and then upcoming, you have new Orleans and Nashville. And you have the football player legits coming out. And that's the attraction there to Rutherford is they're going to represent right now for the time being the AFC and NFC East. So they're going to represent eight NFL teams while Chicago, Cleveland, Santa Clara, Nashville, New Orleans, they're just going to represent the four teams of that for those divisions. So you have the attraction of the legits going to Rutherford. So are you going to jump there for that aspect of it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds interesting. How the, how the heck do I get to Rutherford? Uh, Metro station for Manhattan. Bus station for Manhattan. That's another thing. As this grows, I mean, I really hope that Upland introduces some sort of like multi-track. I'll pay all the little dues. I I can even like pre-select who's terminal and shit. I want to go to, but like micromanaging these travels is going to be a lot more work than I feel like, you know, 
I want to set it and forget it kind of thing. I, and I would be willing to pay a premium for it. So like, uh, like whatever, like in-game premium of like, hey, you can pay a 10% uptick on all your tolls. Yeah. So uh, on top of two cities at one time, one city is going to have two divisions at one time. It's the two for two for episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> so they're releasing two cities at one time, and then Rutherford will host two divisions simultaneously for the NFL Legits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. And they said, until all 30 football cities are released, each city will be serving one division. So you know the 30 cities for the football are coming, so you can start doing your research. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that that's definitely super cool. I mean, that... That explains, um, you know, the shift from international to uh, domestic U.S. Um, and, and again, like, I know, you know, I think a lot of people are like, holy crap, they heard us. They were excited. Um, they're, they're not seeing that excitement uh, turn into something yet. And, yes, so I want to – I probably want to clarify a couple of things. The excitement, like, the announcement is huge. But it's not necessarily just huge for its partnership because, first of all, it's a solid partnership. Okay, maybe not the NFL, but the Players League introduces literally the thousands of pro athletes that, you know, even if they get 1% or 10% of that, I mean, we're talking a a lot of potential endorsements and uh, viral marketing there. But what's exciting to me is, you know, they did have a plan for some quite interesting NFT mechanics. And I'm hoping that this now is going to force them to accelerate some functionality and should free up their resources from whoever was, you know, signing and getting these deals done and, you know, doing mock-ups. I've been on the sale, so I'm sure that there was, you know, a bunch of developers who had, were converted into salespeople who were doing proof of concept, like, ooh, well, what if we did this and this and this? And they were all, you know, focused on just closing this deal and getting this done. I'm excited now that, okay, those resources, now that you've closed your major deal, you've made the announcement, now it's time to deliver. And I'm excited because for the first time in a long time, they can't be hide behind, oh, well, we have big things coming. Nope, the big things are here. You've announced it. Now it's time to actually deliver on custom NFTs and NFT portals and, you know, all the little things in Susie's creepy come I have candy in my van story that they shared. Like, <laughs> like make that a reality. Like, as far as I'm concerned, Upland has committed to making Susie's little creepy van dream a reality so that's i mean that's the announcement like that for me like that's what it is now time to yeah, pay uh so like great you've put us all on hold for a year for this announcement now it's time to deliver like i'm we're all waiting the announcement wasn't enough by the way like in the sense of yes i'm excited that the announcement it's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I thought it was going to be some bullcrap soccer nonsense. I'm glad it seems like something cool uh, with these, you know, celebrity endorsements and some of the picks. And I'm glad that they have a map of like, here's some cool things we're going to do that to me are unique in the space. 
even with an NFT market that is saturated with kind of sports nonsense, I feel like they have a couple unique things that, you know, they could actually play. Deliver. Thank you. Sincerely, every other player of Upland. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're not into sports, absolutely, the legits have no no real draw to it, but from the outside, the people that it will bring into Upland and the growth that we're going to see based off of these announcements once it starts to roll out. And I've played some games where everybody was wondering, you know, the NFLPA, it's not the NFL. You're right, it's not. It's the Players Association, but they have uh, authorized plenty of games throughout the years where you can use a lot of the players' names, and they have the legalities, but they're able to use some stuff of the NFL with the agreements that they have legally. But it's still legit, and people still still spend a lot of money on it something interesting with kansas city is with all the collect the 16 collections plus that they have um and the ultra rares that they have and the rares that they have none of them are about barbecue really yeah it's definitely a missed opportunity absolutely like how do you not get barbecue in kansas city as a collection well actually Nah. nah, nah, take that back. Nah, now Kansas City's a huge barbecue. I mean, Kansas City's got some good barbecue, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know that you're good enough. I don't know that the Kansas City barbecue is good enough to have a whole collection dedicated to it. Now you start getting into the South, looking at you, Nashville. Like that's some good barbecue. Like you want to do a barbecue. You do that in Tennessee. Like, you do that in Texas. Kansas City? Uh, Kansas City's famous for their barbecue. It's a, it's one of the styles of barbecue. You know, you have your, you got your North I mean, Carolina, uh, you got, there, there's Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Kansas City has its own style of barbecue. It's quite delicious. It's respectable. But I feel like... In top 10 countrywide, I don't know if Kansas City makes top 10. Really? Oh, sorry. Top 10 probably. I don't know top 5, though. I I think, I don't know that they make top 5. And I feel like if you're going to have a whole collection dedicated, you need to be top 5. Like, come on. What are we doing here? What kind of amateur hour are we running? So what's your top 5 barbecue there? I knew you were going to put me on the spot. (laughs) I don't know. I'd have to get back to you on that. But, I mean, I definitely like Nashville. I like all kinds of Texas barbecue. I feel like there's a bunch of Texas barbecue that just crushes Kansas City. Um, Carolina barbecue. Uh, Nashville. I like, uh, wait, which one's, which one's the mustard-based? Who does mustard-based barbecue? Which one's that? I have to go look it up now because I can put me on the spot. But I don't know. I don't feel like Kansas City, like when I think must have barbecue spots. I don't I feel like there might be a couple in, in Kansas City, but I don't feel like there's enough. Although KC Masterpiece, I mean that is literally that that whole brand of barbecue sauce now I'm thinking about it. That's the that is their whole thing. KC Masterpiece, I assume, is Kansas City Masterpiece now. I think right. about it. Hmm. All right. Maybe. 
Maybe. But, eh. Uh, I'm too fussed about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Was it not on the wiki page? <laughs> <laughs> They're getting better with Google. <laughs> they go to the second page of Google now? Is that... Is that Oh man! Uh, so we also have. Uh, they did make the big announcement this week that Upland Legits is coming. Um, they said they're proud and excited to announce a new licensing agreement with the Players Association, and they're working with the identities of over two thousand football players to Upland. So that makes me curious of where the extra three hundred or so players come from, because. There's 32 teams in the NFL, and they have a 53-man roster. Are they counting the players that are on the practice squad that aren't counted on the roster? Because the 53-man roster gives you just shy of 1,700 players, so there's a discrepancy of 300 players in that claim. Well, my question is, uh, do his, are historical players still in the Players League? Yes. So that... But there's more than 300 players that have retired over the last couple of years because your average age of the or your average life expectancy in the NFL is like 3.8 years. So, are, are they retaining yeah. the stars? Like, I, I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued. So, I mean, there. they're probably like you know, there's you know the the 2000 currents plus you know we got line up on like 200 oh, oh how many people are in the hall of fame how many Ooh. how many football players are in hall of fame i do not know that answer mm, i would be curious what the number of hall of fame footballers plus active uh players is see if that gets us closer to that number yeah something like that i mean again i think that they're i because i don't know what it takes to like get do you have to get each player i mean especially like the signing events and things like that you have to get players who are willing to do that right because they're going to have to log into the game somehow and approve it and then you know have the, the autograph signing things which again super freaking cool and i'll believe it when i see it kind of thing yeah because you can get yeah you can get these nfts before the game and then if they have like a blow-up game it just increases the value of that nft i mean i love that concept like to me that's so dope like you're like okay first i get it because here's the thing for me a non-sports person i still want to participate so this is a really cool way and i think it's really smart on the nfl because you're gonna have a bunch of other nerds like me who don't care about sports but if i happen to get in line and get somebody's card believe I'm going to watch that game and I'm going to be yelling at that mf to make uh, I don't know, a three-point shot. What do they do in the game? I don't know. <laughs> three points in basketball, my yeah. friend. Unless you're kicking a field goal. Yeah, kick a home run, whatever. And, and you love your kickers, I, so I, I don't know how you drafted three kickers when you couldn't even pick kickers in the league, but you did. Hacks, man. Hacks. I got, I got a guy on the inside. But, like, like that would be super cool. That would get me to watch a sports game and, and be like, damn, I need this dude to do good. I can see drinking some beers, hitting a woman, you know, like a normal sports fan. Like, that's cool. <laughs> They're not doing Ray Rice in the elevator, so chill. 
<laughs> Damn it, woman. I need this player to do well so my <laughs> NFT catches fire. Give me another beer. And, and that's kind of cool because they're saying that they're not limited by the number of mints, but rather in the seasonality or time. So if, well, if, if, if you're not, if that's the essential. Right. So what I like, so like to me, like the way I read that is like, so let's say that there was just a, you know, a fan store and it was just like, here's this season's Jersey. And just like a merch store in real life, like you can go buy as many jerseys as you want. They'll keep making them. Um, but once that season's over, they stop making them. So I like the idea of these essentials, which are like, hey, if you're a fan, you can go mint as many as you want of these things and collect them and whatever. And then once the season's over, like you have that season's whatever, and you can use it to buy, trade, whatever. And, and, but you're not trying to fight everybody. So there might be lots of essentials, um, which is cool because that means no matter what, if you're a fan, you can always get the excuse me. You can always get the essentials for the teams and players that you want. I guess specifically for the players that you want, um, which I like. And then you have the mementos, and I'm trying to understand it because they're saying they they commemorate real world events related to the brand or persona, and are usually a rare one of one NFT. And they're integrated with relevant data from events such as personal game stats. So I would think that you shouldn't just leave it to one-on-one of people attending games. You know, if there's 40,000 people at the game and 10% of them or 5% of them play Upland. Well, I mean, I think it's different. I think it's like, I think in a game, maybe there's 10 moments, right? So, you know, a game might produce X number of moments. And, I mean, you figure how many other games there are every Sunday or every week. You know, that's you could generate a lot of one-on-one moments, um, right, potentially. So, I mean, again, that that's kind of cool. I like the scarcity of that, um, the uniqueness of that. And then you combine that with elements of, like, going and getting it signed, so you get a really cool touchdown moment or, a, you know, somebody sacks somebody and then you get them to sign it. Like, to me, that that's the equivalent. Like, I think of that as, like, catching a ball at a baseball game, right? So you could catch a foul ball, which is whatever, or you could catch a home run ball. And they're, those are they're both still one-of-one. One. You could both get one, them autographed after the game. I mean, Like, I do like the idea, while I'm not really into sports now, like, as a kid, like, my family, we would go down to the, you know, baseball, watch the Reds, and, like, hell, I remember Chris Sabo was, like, my hero, mostly because he wore those, like, goofy-ass goggles, and I just thought that was so cool that he's like, I don't care, I need glasses, but I'm still going to pitch like a badass, and I appreciated that. So, like, I like the idea of those mentors being like that you caught the ball, it captures the moment, um, and you could potentially get it signed. I, I think it's very similar to that, and so I think that that's fair. You know, those are those are true one of ones. Oh yeah, I, I'm excited for this, and I I can't wait to see it all play out. You know, being the football fan that I am, and just merging things that I love will will be awesome to watch how it goes. 
too bad it's not rolled out. I do have uh, tickets to the season opener for Cleveland, so it'd be pretty awesome. But I don't think anything's going to be active by then. Yeah. Chris Sabo was not a pitcher? What did Chris Sabo? Was he a – who am I thinking of? Are you sure Chris Sabo wasn't on a pitcher? Tom Browning? Who threw his arm out? Tom Browning? Tom Browning, Chris Sabo. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mixing them up. TM's calling me out and says Chris Sabo is not, not a pitcher. Tom Browning threw a perfect game. Chris Sabo is the shortstop, dickhead. <laughs> see there but he wore those goofy glasses you know what I'm talking about like I can picture his stupid head yeah Tom Browning he's the one that threw his arm out I think well I remember I, I went to a game and it was like one of the world it was like one of the longest games in history at the time uh, it must have been in the 90s at some point and I remember because I was a kid I didn't really understand but I was like it just the game just kept fucking going it was just like when is it? But I was a kid. I was stoked. It was like I think it was a school night. I was staying up super late. They're like, I was like, no, we have to stay till the end. But it was like the most boring game ever. <laughs> it lasted forever because I guess baseball games can't end in a tie. No, I mean, good on them, I guess. Yeah, but anyway, I yeah. I, again, the announcement was cool. Like, anyone who was expecting all of their properties to triple in value overnight, which, again, to some degree, but to me, it's they're not going to be overnight. But once the things start to roll related to this announcement, and for me, there is now, like, if you've ever worked at a corporate job or anything where they make a big announcement, like, that's it. You, you wait until you have the momentum to make the announcement because things are going to move quickly. So that's why I'm excited is, They've let the cat out of the bag, which means they have put pressure on themselves and set an expectation among the community, among their partnership, that they are going to deliver something. Um, So there's a lot of people looking at it now, and so I'm expecting things to move very quickly. I mean, we saw within, what, a week and a half of the announcement, they're releasing two new cities. Like, I think it's going to move very quickly. And they have two cities right behind it. Yeah, no, I think we. I I could see us launching ten cities this year. So how many have we? How many have we launched already? If we if we go back in time and we talked about our year anniversary show and we talked about how many cities were coming up in the next year. Yeah. Um, you know, we had fourteen, twenty four, twenty, twenty three, twenty two, twenty six. Now, if they're able to launch the thirty cities before the the additional or all the NFL cities by the time, you know, we hit our two year anniversary of the podcast that will blow everything we had out of the water. Yeah. yeah, Well, it's, it's possible. Honestly, it's possible. Um, And and we're talking like, and then number of players over 30 days, you know, the 30 day average, I said half a, half a million. And I think, you know, you get the 30 cities open, you get all that. You're definitely over that half a million at 30 day average. Oh yeah. I think we had that. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see again. Everything depends. They have the momentum. They have the partnership. They have now a whole set, I mean, 2,000-plus 
brand ambassadors that they need to get excited about what they're going to do with, you know, those individuals, um, you know, likenesses and stats, because that's what made Top Shot successful. Top Shots got to those those uh, basketball players. Those basketball players were genuinely excited about the project, invested their own money to gobble up NFTs, to spread the word. They were tweeting about it. They were live streaming it. They were joining miscellaneous podcasts related to it. Like that drove the excitement and the market. And we see them hitting 500,000 or however many hundred thousand users now. Like that's what needs to happen with Upland. We need those football players to be engaged. Now we're coming up on the season. Now, off season versus, you know, real season, like during the season, I can't imagine, I, I don't know how the the schedule and the regimen works, but I would imagine that the football players during the season are slammed with practices and just everything that goes along with being, you know, live in an NFL season. So I'm curious how that will affect their ability to get their, you know, get those players actively engaged in social media to do the signing events. Cause if you're a football player, do you really want to like go out of the locker room and then like log on to a computer and do a Skype to sign a bunch of virtual NFTs? It'd definitely like, be with their phone. I mean, they do their, they broadcast stuff on IG live or Facebook live from the locker room. So it's not hard to walk out. And, and it sounds like they'd have an area set up as they're walking from the stadium to their cars that they just kind of stop and do their little thing for like five minutes. I mean, that's kind of dope, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it depends. Like, you know, assuming that they work out those logistics. I mean, to me, that's a lot of logistics, which, again, I'm, I put a lot of faith in the Upland team. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think we all kind of question it. We have to hope that, that Dirk and Edon have the, the grandmaster plan and, you know, that they're not just going on the seat of their pants, that they kind of have a vision um, to get us there. But like, yeah, I go. That's I, I was a lot. I was willing to just sell my whole account and get out of Upland just to join the team and head up this project or be part of the top people in this project to make it successful because I believe so much in Upland and I love football that much. Yeah, I mean that would be great. For you. You'd be a, you'd be a killer ambassador for it. I mean, I would I, I like you as a player, but. Me personally, I go, damn, you, that would be talking about finding all of the right skill sets for you. Like, geez, I, I would be terrible. I would be better at the gamification. For the record, Upland, I mean, I would be willing to get rid of my account and come in to help with gamification and help, you know, lead your gamification architecture team just for the record. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I have big expectations and uh, we're all waiting now with bated breath. The cat's out of the bag. There's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube as it were. And uh, it's, it's up I don't want to say make or break because you know, whatever, if they can't get this to happen, I'm sure that they'll find something else. But if they stumble on this, I think it puts Upland, you know, significantly behind the eight ball because I can almost guarantee this is, they might have some other things in the pipeline, but this is what's closed. 
this is the deal that's been signed, this is the deal that's been publicized, and every other deal that they have in the works is waiting to see how this one goes. So if they do not deliver on this, they're going to struggle to close other big deals. That's just my personal opinion. Could be completely off. But in general, especially in this space, I mean, we just saw Tops taking their business to a completely different blockchain. Like, I think a lot of, you know, corporations and companies are, are going to take it project by project and see how the first project goes on that chain or on that metaverse and then decide how they're going to play it, you know, moving forward. So one tops half asked to release on wax, but that's a whole different story that like they didn't do anything. Well, like, now, it, it, it was kind of weak for as they moved up in tiers of the cards and then looking at what they got on Avalanche uh, with their inception release badass. But from the Upland standpoint, you know, they've pushed a lot of stuff off over the last year. No, yeah. they pushed. Hold on, hold on. Let's be very clear. They've pushed everything off. They have not delivered a single significantly new feature in 12 months. I think that's a fair statement. Like they have pushed property development. I mean that that's less than a twelve months old. What is property development? Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess. I mean, that was that was supposed to be live. I, I mean, that was supposed to be live eight months ago. Like we were we were playing sandbox wars this time last year. Yeah, like, just about. It, it was getting close. I think so we got te- another month. So technically, they had property development in Sandbox. Like, Sandbox, as far as I'm concerned, is when property development came out. And, uh, like, they dragged their feet to launch the full version of it. And honestly, like, I don't think it changed significantly. I mean, again, blockchain, all that. You know I love, you know, the, the, the dev team. And I think they're doing everything right. And it's still mobile-centric, which I think is 100% the right play. But, like, there has not been any changes this year. Like, property development, while it might have come out of, you know, alpha or beta, that is not new. Like, like that isn't. I'm sorry. But so, th- this, this makes sense, though, you know, why everything's been delayed with the legalities and then building the mechanisms into the blockchain and getting the, getting the development of the portal so you're able to import the stuff and being able to functionally use that. I see it, and I'm just hoping. And then with the sneak previews we saw of what there is, I'm excited for it, and hopefully it's very successful. And if they need help, once again, I'll sell my account and join the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll sell out and come help you out. I'm telling you right now, though, the, my expectation is very high. Um, I have high hopes knowing that, you know, all of this was for, you know, the NFL and the NFL Players League, like Players Association. That's huge. And I'm expecting that a year's worth of development has been squirreled away and has been redirected to making this wildly successful. We've seen the upgrades in the backend system to support massive growth. I, we've heard the talk of, you know, how are they, they going to support their platform support, all of that. I'm really hoping that they have spent as much time on that 
as you know some kind of gamification, some sort of utility and function in game, and that's all going to be part of a, a much bigger launch that isn't too far out so, because that's what the community needs right now. So you went from the pessimistic pickup men's soccer rec league release in Upland to now you're very excited. Well, no, I mean, I, I told you once they told, like, once we got that information, I went from very pessimistic because here's my thought is like, I was like, if I have to wait a year, not get any new content and you give me some BS partnership that is so janky that I'm like, it's not even worth it. I don't even care. You can launch whatever you want. It's going to be stupid. And I'm not really happy to holy crap. Okay. You guys scored. Okay. Not the NFL, but the NFL players association, which is huge in my mind. These are some big names. Go look at autograph.io. Granted, Tom Brady was the first one, and Tom Brady is a goat, but his card is more valuable than everybody else's. Like, Ooh, he's no, crushing Derek, it. Derek Jeter's doing a good job today. His release was today. Well, two days ago was his non-signed, and today was his signed, and the secondary market Yeah, I completely missed it. So nonsense. Why is it on Thursday? I thought it was on Fridays. Uh, no, they mix it. It's like Wednesday, Friday, then all of a sudden they mix it up and go Tuesday, Thursday for you. But uh, Whatever. I'm getting it on the Tony Hawk one. My yeah. point is, like, it's big. Like, NFL is big business. Whether or not you're U.S.-based or not, the NFL market, the NFL Player Association, that is big business. There is a lot of money there. There's a lot of fans. There's a lot of promotions, and the potential is huge. So I go, okay, cool. I'll give you, you know, the opportunity. Now you have my excitement. You have my interest. I've invested time, energy, blood, sweat, tears, and you've had a year to squirrel away innovation to support this partnership. So blow me away. Make me eat every podcast that I was like, oh, I don't know. What kind of nonsense are they going to do? I want them to make me eat my words. I want to have to come onto a podcast and go, holy shit, uh, you killed it beyond belief. Like, I knew you guys could do some big things, but damn, this is amazing. That's what I want, truly. Uh, Speaking of that, you know, the $12 entry level Tom Brady Carbon Premier card that you could buy for twelve dollars. Yeah, it's at like six twenty. Six forty seven. Yeah, I know. I sold one for five hundred bucks. Nice. <laughs> like, uh, those are ones I, I bought a couple at thirty bucks on the second hand market, like right away. Um, yeah, I made a killing on those. Very nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I also kept like each one of those, plus even like the smallest utility of like now there's like it's funny because I think I have to check I haven't been in the, the uh, Discord in a while, but like if you were a uh, ruby holder, emerald holder of any of them, you could get into the ruby and emerald um, chats. Nice, which I thought was kind of cool. Which, for the record, Upland, there's an opportunity you could have a chat for collection holders. So if you register and it sees which collections you actually own which would be another big feather in the cap of all you ultra-rare squirrelers, like to have a channel just for ultra-rare holders or just for parcel, you know, trains, planes, automobiles, like... 
Absolutely, because you have uh, over in Top Shot, they did the Cool Cats Challenge, and over a course of a bunch of months, they had you collect these 30 moments. And now you have, they've been doing jersey giveaways all week. Um, You have this exclusive chat. There's only, there's under uh, 3,000 members that have this collection. And you got to spend thousands of dollars to be able to get this collection. They're sending us uh, infinite objects. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what that looks like when that comes out. And they have a lot of the Dapper Labs people come and talk to us and chat. It's a pretty cool group. Yeah, that's dope, for sure. So you got to Upland needs to look at finding those those things. You know, either the OGs that have special collections or people that have the amount that are actually holding, not just collected the coin, but physically are holding collections. Um. There's a lot of cool things that you can do to help engage your community. Yeah, and I think as it grows, you're going to need to help segregate the levels of your community. And from an inside perspective, like, you know, who, I don't want to say who you necessarily listen to, but like, you know, separate, what's the saying? Separate the wheat from the chaff. Like, cool, it's cool. Like, yep, here's the newbie channel. Here's the gen chat. Go spam your nonsense. But like, there needs to be, and I mean, obviously, UCN uh, moderators and things like that. I think a lot of us have access to like direct communicate with, uh, you know, the, the top community leaders or even owners. But like, uh, yeah, these other communities definitely have ways of identifying who are their top players, and and honestly, they could separate it as easy um, as executive and shit. We did this on the fan server. <laughs> like, oh no, I, maybe we talked about. It. I can't remember. I don't think we were actually. Did we execute that? Were we were able to like grant roles? Maybe we were working on it. I don't know if that project ever got done. But um, <laughs> where like it, it would be easy enough to once you link your Upland account to your Discord to then be able to find out like okay, well, what's your status? Are you executive? And have you know the executive lounge and stuff like that. Like that would be to me minimum of what what should be done right now. But. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, Hulu original Wu Tang and American Saga is starting this Wednesday. Excited for it. Wu Tang. See, now you get Wu Tang signed up. Now we're talking some good NFTs. Absolutely. Because they got it. I mean, they, they understood scarcity, like, you know, creating a single album. Granted, okay, whatever dickhead bought it, but like, the concept there was, was amazing. But anyway. Yeah. So other than that, Upland Fantasy Football League's in full effect right now. Ooh, the ooh, started. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing China this week. Dizzy's playing. Oh, um, yeah. So after TM had his inappropriate name, he went and advanced it even further and changed his name already. He's like, yeah, I usually change my name a couple times in the season. Like the season didn't even start before he changed his name. <laughs> so uh, now he did. I, I got to give him credit. It's I don't know if he Googled this yet or he came up with this himself. I'm leaning towards he Googled it, but he said, mixing my chub and her kid also. It's Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and... um. 
what's Kittle? I can't think of Kittle's first name. He's the tight end for San Francisco. Um, but either way, so he's like mixing my chub and her Kittle. So very creative. I think he Googled that. But George, there we go. Thank you, George Kittle. I knew it started with a G. G unit. <laughs> but yes, so. And the best part was TM was talking smack to DJ Shorts, thinking he was playing them, and then realized he was not playing them this week. Oh, man, that's always classic. So is that, who is he actually playing? Dizzy. Oh, Dizzy. So yeah, Mars, Utah, and Sparkles, which is Chica86, uh, T. Davis versus Franklin Bombs, and Thank Me Later is going to get Nietzscherin, you guys are old fantasy football rivals. That's what I'll call it. Oh, now. yeah. The OG rivalry. <laughs> but and guess then, what? There ain't no way you're beating me week one. My team was perfectly draft using only the most intense scientific methods. You mean Yahoo auto rankings? Hey, now. So, but yeah. So right now you are now projected at 140 points versus Nishirin's 117 points. Amari Cooper is kind of going off for you. Nine receptions, 95 yards, and one TD. Once he goes over 100, you'll get a nice little uh, bonus there. So, yeah. I don't know what any of the words you just said were, except (laughs) I'm going to kick Nishirin's ass. That's all I heard. Yeah, you summed it up there. And then... uh, Max Life 69ers is going against uh, DJ Short's team. So it'll be a fun week. Uh, Franklin is whooping up on T. Davis right now. He has a projection of 140 to 124. He's got 60 points already. He's got T. Oh, wait, are there already games happening? Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay and Dallas. He's got Tom Brady, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke Elliott, and Gronkowski is going off with five receptions, 57 yards, and two TDs. That's some BS right there. Franklin, you got lucky, and you're probably watching this game, enjoying yourself, instead of listening to the podcast live. So uh, we see your lawyer please at. <laughs> I, do I have people playing? I got to check this yeah, out. Yeah, you do. You have people playing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. What else do you have for our listeners tonight? Uh, nothing. Don't forget that contest. Yes. So everybody. I already if, got. Let's see here. Spider-Man says he Googled it, uh, <laughs> which is funny. That's that's probably a smart idea. Uh, Stir sent it to me. Uh, programming Tiger. That's not a person. They're just spamming me for World's first NFT fight club. No, get out Ooh. of here. Do not like no, but it's nonsense. I'm not joining your your sketchy ass. Oh my god, I get a thousand of these a day. Let's see. Bacon, uh, what is yes, the movie is yes, 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 all yes. So now we have three entries already in for the hundred thousand upex uh giveaway. So be sure to get in on that. Yes. So just uh, DM. Thank me later myself. What movie we decided to uh, quote there. And uh, you'll be entered into the 100,000 UPEX giveaway. And we'll announce the winner uh, next Thursday's podcast. Oh, yeah. Also, if there's a famous movie quote you would like us to uplandify, 
I'm getting that, which is, we're making that a word. <laughs> making that a word. If there, if you have a favorite movie quote or conversation that you would like uh, Too Stupid and I to reenact and uplandify, uh, shoot us a message. And if we like your suggestion and it's not completely dumb, maybe we'll include it on our next podcast. I like it. All right. Make sure you follow us at Upix Podcast. Uh, look forward to uh, hopefully TD uploading podcast. He's doing live streams of it, but is not uploading. But anyway, uh, everybody be safe. We'll talk to you soon in a week and give TML all your stupid questions. Until then, be safe. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.